Good evening, everybody. Today, we've got Jake Hunter on the Right Brain Podcast. Jake's uh, an old friend of mine. He's an Australian show jumping rider. He's currently based over in Europe. And I've just nabbed him before he gets on the plane to get, get to know him a little bit better and see if we've got any ideas on what it's like competing over in Europe and, you know, how uh, people can take their show jumping riding to the next level. So thanks for coming on, Jake. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's, it was lovely to be back in Australia for, for, for a while. So you've, um, you've just been, what's brought you back here for a couple of weeks? You brought that European weather with us, did you? <laughs> I know, yeah, plenty of rain. Uh, no, I was just back visiting family. Uh, sure, you know yourself with COVID and, and everything. I wasn't back uh, since 2018. I wasn't home. Uh, so I just uh, had an easier couple of months uh, up. So I thought I'd come back and see the family and visit some old friends. Yeah, good call. And so you've been over in uh, Europe for a couple of years now. Where, um, where are you currently based? Currently, the last two or three years, I was um, between Belgium and Holland. Um, so originally, I moved to Europe in 2014. Uh, and I, I, I rode for, for Vinnie Duffy uh, in Ireland. Um, and then after that, I was five, five years by, by the Duffys. And then I was moved to Holland and I rode for Alan Waldman and Danielle Goldstein. I'm sure a lot of people maybe see mm-hmm. her on the, on the global tour with the feathers. So I was with her <laughs> for two years. Yeah. And then the last year, I was actually based with Alex Duffy and Jona Ekberg in, in Belgium. So. So it uh, took you five years in Ireland to pick up the accent, did it? Five years in Ireland, yeah. So it took to the to the customs, I suppose. So that Aussie accent must have been scaring the women off, or something like that. Or the, ho- the horse, <laughs> yeah. the horse whispering over there. You gotta, you gotta talk to the horses a little bit different. Come on now, boy. The come horses. on, go. Just be good. Leave <laughs> the rails up, and we'll go to the pub. Yeah, uh, it sort of just come on me, the accent. I think uh, when I first moved there, where we live or lived is. Uh, a really thick accent you know and it was like speaking a different language so you pick up their phrases and their sayings and then it just sort of all and then once you notice that you're, you're getting an accent by that stage it's too late it only, <laughs> only gets worse, worse. where um where in of, ireland where were the, the duffies yeah uh we're in the west of ireland so uh ballina county mayo a little village mm. there called knockmore mm. um it's actually quite a big uh, horse region. There's a lot of a lot of riders uh, come out of that area. I'm not sure if you've heard of Cameron Henley and Carl Henley, Paul uh, mm. McHenley, that family big came out riders. of there. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, Jonathan Gordon, Jack Dodd, there's been um, a lot of very successful riders come out of that part of the part of the world. Well, let's backtrack a few years. Uh, you know, go back to the humble beginnings in Australia. You know, you grew up in a pretty horsey family. Tell us a little bit about your mum's show jumping career because she was quite a successful rider. Yeah, exactly. So mum, uh, I sort of grew up with the horses. It was part of the DNA. And so I'd say, you know, we grew up, uh, my earliest memories from childhood was sort of in the back of the, the truck going from shore to shore, living on the road a little bit. But, um, you know, she's uh, she always had the horse. She was a great rider herself. And I suppose I, I've heard a thank now for, for where I am today. You know, I got the, the basics of the horses and learned, learned all about them. So she was uh, definitely a big influence on uh, my career. 
And when you're a kid, you know, let's say a teenager or whatever, you know, did you have a dream to be a top rider, you know, competing and living over in Europe or you're just like winging it and had had other different ideas or different dreams? No, I always, I always wanted to ride. I suppose um, as a kid, it was always a, a dream that I wanted to, to make a living from horses. And I think after that, it's just all a little bit how it, how it's panned out uh, a bit of luck and uh, everything it's sort of taken off and now I can do what I love every day and that's how, uh, how I make a living so very lucky mm. so you got selected for the youth olympic games tell us a little bit about that experience you know did you feel uh prepared for that competition because that that's on borrowed horses I believe and where yeah. was that was it Korea or Hong Kong uh Nanjing in China Oh, sorry, close enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very close there. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, so 2014, that was, that's a little bit where, the, where this whole journey of overseas started. Um, I always loved to, to travel, you know, as a kid, I had a fascination with traveling and everything. But, so I got to, to China. Um, I went with Chad Donovan. He was uh, the man with me. Mm. Um, and we had a great time you know I rode a lot of different horses before I went and uh, I was looking forward to it um, I was lucky to draw a nice seven-year-old mare at the time called Paul the Star um, so I jumped her and uh, we were lucky enough to, to get a bronze medal individual so it was um, a really great experience and that's where I met uh, Michael G. Duffy also that was the connection to Ireland that's where that got created and ended up bodies after the couple of weeks and uh, it all sort of went from there. And so when you made the decision uh, to move over there, you know, what was, uh, what was the process? Did you, did, you have, did you have to sell some horses here or did, um, you know, did you just pack your bags and go? Yeah, I suppose there wasn't much of a process. Uh, just uh, by chatting to him one evening in the village in China and he said, what are you doing when you finish school? I said, I want to ride horses and he said hey, why don't you come work for my father for 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 a while and I said sure I will <laughs> that was it we, we had a couple of phone calls since and then I booked the flight he said yeah don't just jump on the flight and my mother will pick you up at the airport and Sandra Duffy was there to collect me when I landed in Dublin and that was it really uh not really all the horses that we had at home uh, my brother Cade started riding and, mm. and all that so it was a fairly uh I had to come home and finish school, I suppose. That was the, the biggest process, finishing mm. off year 12. So I, I finished that and packed the bags and, and went. Yeah, year 12 is that necessary evil, that's for sure. And when yeah. Um, yeah. when you first started working for uh, Mr. Duffy, you know, what was the first, you know, the biggest thing that struck you was the difference in their training re re regime? You know, what, what, did you, what was your first takeaway of what you needed to improve as a rider? Or as a horse person, I suppose, I suppose the Irish are very good horse people. You know, they've uh, that's why you see so many Irish riders at the top level. They have a very good basic understanding of horses uh, in general. Um, I suppose the biggest thing for me when I got there was how many how many horses I actually rode. You know, it was uh, it was uh, such a fantastic experience. I rode ponies. It was the first time I sort of started jumping ponies. You know, uh, so ponies and horses and cobs and. Um, good horses and normal horses and everything in between so it was a really uh for my training that was the, the biggest thing was the, the the variety of different horses and, and things that that they have 
Um, so that was uh, that was a big thing. And they have because they have uh, you know quite big pony competitions over in Europe. What what are some other things about the competitions in Ireland? Um, you know that were quite different to Australia. Obviously, the colour of the grass would have been a bit greener. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely, that's for sure. Um, the difference, I suppose, there's a lot more of them. Uh, everything's a lot closer. I think that's um, a bit of a, an obstacle more so in Australia. You know, in Ireland, if you wanted, or in Europe in general, if you want to go to a horse show, um, there's one you could go to nearly every day of the week, you know, from training shows and uh, more so in Europe, but international competitions are all, all quite accessible to, to mm. people over there. Um, and a lot more people doing it, I suppose. You know, um, Australia, it's a lot the same people every week in, week out, where uh, in Europe there can be a completely different bunch of people at a different show in a week, you know. So mm. um, just numbers, you know, there's a lot more a lot more people doing it in, in Europe in general, I think. Yeah. And um, so what when you move to the main, like I guess the continent, uh, you know, is that was that just to get better access to horses, better access to competitions, or was that that job opportunity with um, Waldman? Yeah, just a, a bit of opportunity. Um, I mean, travel also, like to see a, a bit of Holland and, and meet new people and, mm. um, you know, meet new people, see different things. Alan, at the time, was a very big breeder of horses, so... I'd always had a little bit of interest with the breeding. So it's all been opportunity to learn and to, to further my knowledge of uh, the whole industry. You know, that's sort of, and even now it's still what I'm chasing is to, to learn new things and, and meet new people. And I think um, that's very important. Yeah. Almost as important as keeping those children in the airport in check. Or, uh, put a muzzle <laughs> on that one. And um, yeah. so what, have, you know, living away from home for a long time, you know, that's tough. Um, not being around your family and your, gen your normal support network. What are, what are some other obstacles, you know, that you've had to overcome and, and you know, how have you done that? Yeah, I was, um, I suppose when I first moved over, I, I was homesick uh, for the first while, you know, I sort of, and I didn't really know how long I was staying for. I just sort of up and come with, with not much of a plan, but. I was, um, I was very lucky at the start. I've always had uh, really good people around me. You know, even from, from when I first come to Ireland, uh, the, the, the whole family there, Vinny and Sandra and Martin, Alex, you know, all of them, Michael, the two girls, Samantha and Audrey, they all took me in as sort of like a, a adopted brother, you know. So I was very lucky to have that support. And um I think that's that was the biggest thing I overcome was um, you know away from home, the other side of the world, um, and I was just very lucky to have good people around me. The Irish um, are quite welcoming like that, like they're peculiar in their own way, but they definitely make um, visitors welcome. And and I spent a short time over there working, and and you know you're always made to feel welcome, and you get taken places or if you needed to do something, I'd always find they'd just say, yeah, no problems, no problems, whatever you needed to do. Um, they'd always try and make it happen. Um, you know, as long as, as long as you paid them back with a pint later on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of them. And, and so uh, tell us a little bit more, like what's been your favorite competition so far? So you've had a few 
you had you took that grey up to Grand Prix and had quite a lot of success with her. Was it was a mare, wasn't it? Yeah, Jativia, her name was. So, um, yeah, I was lucky with her last year. We had a, a 2021 was sort of a, a great year for me. So um, I had uh, Brian Morrison and, and Chris Hunt actually bought her at the start at 21. Um, and then she, she'd previously jumped Grand Prix level. Uh, so I was very lucky to have her for the year. And I went to some fantastic shows. Uh, I jumped at the Global Champions Tour in Stockholm. Uh, I jumped the, the show in Topps' International Arena. I'm sure many mm. are, are familiar with, with Edwina's place. That's a fantastic place. Uh, I also jumped um, some shows in Poland, in Poznan. I was in um, Norway, jumped the Nations Cup in Drammen. Um, also, and then more recently in December, jumped the Grand Slam show in Geneva. Um, that, that's a fantastic show. That's really impressive. You know, it was great to, to jump in the Grand Slam. Um, I suppose to pick one, I'd have to say almost the Dublin Horse Show. That's a, that's a bit of Irish in me, but that's a yeah. fantastic show. You know, it's it's, uh, it's like no other. The whole country sort of is engaged in that for the week. It's uh, it's really something. So much history there. So much history, and look, there's a lot for everyone. And the atmosphere there is great. You know, the day of the Aga Khan Nations Cup. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a it's a fantastic show. Yeah, that'd be um, that'd be really impressive. And, and so, what's your team of horses looking like this year? Yeah, I have some some nice horses. I have a very nice eight year old. Um, I actually own with uh, Martin Duffy. Um, so he's uh, I go back and start riding him, and um, I have some very nice yeah, very nice bunch of young horses coming through. So um, it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, a couple of months ahead, anyway. Have you got any advice for, let's say, young riders or, you know, even older riders, I guess, that are owning horses in partnership uh, or being sponsored to ride a horse, you know, to, you know, try and avoid potential complications down the line? I suppose uh, just try and surround yourself with the best people you can. You know, mm. it's, um, that, that's where I've been extremely lucky throughout my whole journey and um just stay with good people stay with people that uh will do things for you unconditionally as you would for them and i Mm. think you won't go wrong you know i think um with any aspect of of life whether it be business or horses or whatever you do i think if you if you've really good people around you you, you'll always uh, you'll always find a way Mm. it's very important yeah absolutely well um you've been over there a few years what's the love life looking like these days <laughs> i love life uh, com- comes and goes a bit but um i don't know not too bad nice uh, uh, nice irish uh, people anyway it's hard it's hard when you're married to work yeah exactly it's um sort of mar- married to the horses i suppose the horses is my, my love life mm. and what's um the facility you're at uh, or the farm you're at, what sort of facilities are there and, you know, what's a normal work program look like uh, for one of your horses? Obviously, if they're competing, it's going to be a bit different, um, but do you have access to, uh, you know, indoor, outdoor, you know, how many, what's a, let's say for your eight-year-old, um, you know, how yeah. often would you jump each week or what's your rough work plan? Yeah, I mean, the horses are, 
are fed the same time every day, you know, sort of seven o'clock in the morning. They get lunch feed then also around 12, one o'clock and then fed sort of five, six o'clock in the evening. Um, yeah, we have an indoor, outdoor, um, indoor, outdoor, and we do a lot of work on the, on the roads also, you know, I, yeah. I believe in that riding horses on different surfaces and things. Um, we're, we're lucky where we are, we can ride down the road and, and ride them in the lake, you know, into the water and stuff. So a lot of that and yeah, it's awesome. fairly, fairly simple, fairly simple sort of stuff. Good, good riding in, in, in the flat work and the jumping depends, you know, maybe once a week, I suppose, if you want to put a, a number on it, but it, it mm. varies. So you know yourself, it's, um, you just see how, how you go and maybe young horses, you jump a little bit more as you're trying to teach them and sometimes an older horse, you don't need to jump so much. But, yeah. Um, lots of just keeping the horse happy and, and sound. You know, a, a happy horse is a is the most important thing for, for me, anyway. So. Yeah, for sure. Any other? What are some things you come across? Are there any common themes you come across? Let's say sales horses come in, or you know, do you get horses sent in for training? You know, and do you find that there's a common theme of you know thing something that you could see people improving on in their riding in general? Uh, a good question. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you have horses come in from different levels of riders and you can definitely feel things that have come possibly from the, from the rider or anything. But um, I don't know. We try and have fairly good horses. I suppose the horses that we have, we, we try to always have them maybe a little bit from younger horses, you know, so they've been in our system mm. and, um, I think things with different systems more so than a, than an individual rider. You know, yeah. I think um, you can feel a difference in a horse that's come from a really good system, you know, um, with knowledgeable people than a, than a horse that doesn't, that's for sure. But, um, you know, we just really believe in, in what we do and we find that most horses will, um, <clears throat> will get better in, in, in our system. So that's sort of what we try and do yeah absolutely the keeping them happy the variety in the training and and consistent good riding is um exactly yeah you know that's a pretty simple recipe for success with most horses like you said absolutely i mean it's just to to do the the simple things really correct every day uh, and then if you really do the simple things right once you get to the big things that they're, they're not so big you know the, the the harder things come easy then and are there any other people um, besides, uh, you know, the Duffies or Waldman, you know, that you'd go to for advice over there, let's say, with selecting or with training horses? Yeah, of course. Um, Jean Gill, uh, I've done a lot of work with her in Ireland, uh, more so with training. Um, yeah, I have a great bunch of people. I have good friends everywhere. I'd still ring Michael Duffy or Alex Duffy, uh, I suppose, a very influential with, uh, with what I do regarding that direction. You know, Alex uh, really helped me out last year a lot with um, Jativia and things like that. But a lot of really good friends over there that sort of always point me in the, in the right direction. So mm. with all aspects of, of professional and personal life, they're really, uh, really helpful. So. Love it. And have you found any... Um... You know, have you found it difficult to sort of promote yourself, or are, you, are there any ways you're looking to promote yourself going forward? You know, it's such a such a big pond over there. You know, if, to coin the term, you know, how do you try and set yourself apart, 
or you just keep trying to show up and produce better and better results? Try and, try and keep jumping clear rounds. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest thing. I know, look, everything, uh, everything takes time and um, just keep, keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, hopefully I was lucky to have good horses, I suppose. I, I think we go back a step with advice is just keep ride the best horses you can and hope, uh, just trust. You never know how close, close you are until you get mm. there. So just keep, keep working away. I'm lucky. I love what I'm doing. So I can get up every morning. It's not too bad, but um, just keep going keep going keep riding as nice horses as I can and keep trying to improve my riding and um and I'm sure it'll it'll point me in the right direction mm. so you were 18 when you went over to Ireland I was 18 yeah so let's say um you know let's say 17 18 year olds out there listening you know and they're thinking you know oh I'd love to go over and ride in Ireland or I'd love to do this or that or, you know have you got any recommendations on them about one you know what sort of level of riding you'd want to be at before you go or if you do go over um how to find a place that's suitable to go to and what should they be um mindful of obviously home being homesick and there's a lot of hard work yeah i mean i think i think that's exactly it i think if you want to move overseas to to, to ride or or whatever your dreams are you have to be pre- prepared to work really hard you know there's uh, there's definitely going to be a lot more bad days than there are good days you know it's um a lot of hard work and uh, a big sacrifice i think for a lot of people to, to leave everything and maybe move overseas but you know same thing if you keep that in mind uh surround yourself with good people back to that mm. again i think is mm. the most important thing um you know whether it's a maybe you have to take a bit less money for, for a, a job that it's better people. You know, I think that's definitely that's worth, worth it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's worth it. You know, I think uh, I just love what you do. Try and keep yourself in places that you enjoy it because that's, uh, that's always what will get you through, you know, is the, the enjoyment of things and good people and good horses and good fun. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've worked at places and gone, this is this, these people are not my people and, you know, gone and gotten a job, like when worked for another rider and I was getting half the money, but just enjoying it twice as much and, you know, getting yeah. more riding in, you know, so it's certainly not about the money in the beginning. I think that's so important. Yeah, Everyone, we all want, we all want money, but you've almost got to look at it like, um, you know, you might not get much money, but you get a lot more education and that's, yeah, that's exactly. worth more than you'll get paid. Certainly uh, I found. Uh, I suppose it's like a, like an apprenticeship, you know, you have to go and you're not going to, there's no job where you get straight with a team of Grand Prix horses, you know, you have to build that up and you have to work hard and, and do things. So. Absolutely. And it is, I, I was talking about this the other day with someone and yeah, it is, it's like an apprenticeship and, you know, first year apprentices, they're getting pretty poorly paid but they're they're learning so much they've got so much to learn they're really not you're not worth paying at that point really I wasn't at 18 I wasn't worth paying much absolutely I I remember I thought I was going pretty well in Australia until I got to (laughs) Ireland and realized I couldn't ride indoors to save my life you know and I I I was lucky when I got there you know I I went to to shows and I I remember going to a show I had 15 horses to ride at the show you know i did something hundreds of rounds for them a couple of weeks down in mill street and you know i made i made a lot of mistakes but i was lucky where i was is uh 
I was never punished for it. You know, there was always the next horse to ride or, or another round to jump or another job to do. And so you never really got time to, to dwell on them. And you just, I just learned to, to keep going and, you know, be allowed to make mistakes. I think that's very important, uh, you know, to, to be around a, a place like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know your time's uh, short. You're about to jump on the plane, Jake. So we won't hold you up much longer. But thanks so much for coming on. And um, where can where can the listeners look out for you on Facebook or when's your first competition that they can uh, check in and see if you got that clear round? <laughs> yeah, Facebook, Instagram. I'd be fairly uh, active on these days. Um, I suppose when we get when we get back, the first thing I have to do is a, a stallion approvals. Actually, we have three nice stallions there, so we take them to the approvals. That'll be the the, the first protocol as soon as I get back. So uh, looking forward to that. Oh mate, it sounds right up your alley. Some nice big handsome <laughs> stallion hanging off it. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, you have a good flight and enjoy yourself. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. It was a pleasure. Talk to you soon.